Hey everybody, welcome to Hit Rewind, your podcast looking back at everything that we loved as children. Uh, the 80s and 90s and eventually one day the 2000s. Can you believe it's been 20... I don't know why I'm talking like this, Jacob. There's something wrong with me. I, I think I have a, uh, like a 50s talk show, uh, uh, like a poltergeist inside of me. <laughs> oh, you got host, oh, you got hostilitis. <laughs> yeah, dude, this fucking, this fucking thing is... I work retail. And uh, it's been absolutely goddamn madness. It's worse than any Black Friday. Probably Black Friday of 2012 was the last time that I had anything this insane. Uh, and, and they're taking everything. They're taking every goddamn thing. And, and, and I don't know why they need this much. You're not going to get diarrhea. You, you're trapped in the house. You need this much bath tissue. You need to see a doctor anyway. Because <laughs> you have colitis or something. <laughs> a spastic colon. Seriously. All this does really is just show how gritty and... Uh, greedy and wait, am I saying that right? Greedy. Yeah. Are you saying gritty or gr- uh, gritty the 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 bear from the Phillies? <laughs> I'm what trying to I say think? greedy. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yeah, people are just greedy and shitty. Yeah, like, they're no, real unintended. Real fuckwads. I heard they're fighting at Costco. We haven't had anything because all our all our. Uh, uh, customers seem to be over 50, so they don't even have the strength or the energy to argue and fight. They just go, rah, rah, rah. Hey, no more poop oh, yeah, like paper. Mr. Magoo. And I'm just like, go oh. go get some napkins, okay? We have napkins on sale. Go buy some napkins with some tissue paper with aloe. Or not tissue paper, uh, uh, Kleenex with aloe in it. It'll feel good in your tush. No, shut up. And if anything, oh, we have a magazine it. section. We have a wonderful magazine section that we sell none of. I don't even know why we still sell magazines. What's the point? No one buys a fucking thing. Uh, well, I have to say, I have actually have bought two, actually wait, three. One was about Prince. Hmm. One was about uh, Batman, uh, especially re- leading up to the release of Joker last year. And then there was one that was all about Star Wars, so I had to buy those. And I also got a couple of uh, issues of Entertainment Weekly, so... I mean, yeah. those are the ones I'm very You know what's funny about Entertainment Weekly? If you get a subscription, it's like a 50 cents an issue. If you buy it off the rack, it's $5, and it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yep. Oh, no, that's what I did. So uh, I guess I got a couple of uh, issues. I got the one for Wonder Woman 1984 and then one about Black Widow, which I'm excited for. Yeah. I, well, I'm more excited for Wonder Woman than I am Black Widow. I got to say this. Know, me being... Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, excuse me. Go ahead. Um, no, no, no. Uh, being housebound, uh, all these companies are now doing massive sales. We went to a restaurant today that gave us 50% off, a really fancy restaurant, give 50% off our meal because there's nobody there. And all these DVD companies, uh, well, I should say Blu-ray companies, uh, seriously, DVD, I still can't believe you're holding on so tightly. Um, uh, oh, it's crazy, right? Yeah, and, and these book companies are doing massive sales. I mean, by the time this posts, it'll be over with, but Mile High Comics is doing 65% off of everything in their store. It's insane. Man. <laughs> well, I hope they have a, honestly... No, wait, no, they backordered it. I'm trying to get a new issue of uh, Masters of the Multiverse. And oh, okay. also some of the latest issues of uh, Spirits of Vengeance. It's basically like a Ghost Rider team-up. You know, he's teaming up with the Son of Satan, Daughter of Satan, and Blade. And I think Doctor Strange is getting involved. Oh, And there's yeah. also the new Ghost Rider that's come out, too. I've been reading up on that, and I'm I'm enjoying it. I want to read I want to read the new Alpha Flight. I'm pretty much a converted mm-hmm. fan. I read it when I was a kid, but I wasn't huge into it. But in the last decade, I've been revisiting the old stuff, and it's just so unique compared. It's like X-Men if they dealt more in the supernatural. Right, of course. In fact, oh, shit. Do you think they'll ever turn into a movie? Do you think Marvel will ever run out of stuff and go, okay, Canada, it's your turn? Well, honestly, I think Marvel would probably give it a good pitch. 
I mean, considering look what they've done with uh, Ant Man, what they're about to do with Shang Chi, uh, the Eternals. Yeah, that's true. There's true. I mean, the Eternals is so obscure. Out. I mean, that thing was barely around. Alpha Flight was around for over a decade, and then it keeps coming back. And you have unique heroes in there that no one else has seen really in uh, the Marvel Universe movies. Uh, you have uh, Sasquatch. Um, you know, I mean, it's basically the Hulk with hair, but that's just cheating. And then Shaman, uh, you know, a Native American character with mystical powers. Yeah. And then uh, you have Puck, so you could actually have a little person in the cast. It'd be really diverse. And and, and, and their leader was technically Guardian for a while, you know, your square-jawed white guy. But then he dies fairly early on, I think at like an issue 11 or something, and then his wife takes over, which was actually really progressive back then. Yeah, I definitely remember having uh, an issue of Alpha Flight because my mom got me a bunch of comics from Street Fighter to Punisher, of course, New Mutants, um, X Force, this and that. Uh, and then, yeah, Alpha Flight was one of them. Yeah. And it dealt with this like scenario where they're all being killed off, but it wasn't true. Speaking it wasn't of, true. it was all up. What? We're yeah. looking at all the movies being pulled for the next two months. Does that mean New Mutants is pulled again? Ah. Again? God damn it! We've been waiting two years for this fucking movie. <laughs> Seriously, I know. Uh, and and it, not to mention the fact they're still going with the regular director's cut. Like, oh my god, seriously, yeah. what was the point of the delay then? I say, I say put it out anyway. You have no competition. Look, uh, Blood, uh, Bloodshot uh, came out this weekend, and it did not do well. The box office dropped by 65 to 70% this weekend because no one wants to go to the movies. From last year. But, but, I say this. Bloodshot only opened at like $9.5 million dollars. There's no competition. I literally looked at the schedule. There's no wide release for the next month. So Bloodshot yeah. and The Hunt have no competition for a very long time. So they're going to keep eking out money for a while. They're going to do okay, I think. 9.3, and then maybe next week it'll be like 7, and then 5. You know, Because Vin Diesel movies are known for not doing very well in America if they're not a Fast and the Furious movie. And they do very Sadly, well internationally. Yes. But the fuck thing is, Vin Diesel movies usually do very well in China, and that ain't going to happen right now. <laughs> No, I mean, at least China is, like, getting a better handle on the situation of, like, containing the coronavirus uh, than we fucking are. Yeah, no kidding. Um, Good God. And so, Bloodshot, co- <laughs> Bloodshot right, costs $45 million. So, it is feasible <laughs> that it's going to make a profit. And it needs to, because if Sony gets cold feet on the Valiant Universe, which is the only thing they have really going for them besides uh, Spider-Man, I'm going to be very, very disappointed, because... I still think Bloodshot is one of the weaker entries in the Valiant universe. I know you're a fan of it. I know most people are a fan of it. But for me, I don't I don't really care for it. I'm a huge mm-hmm. fan of Quantum and Woody and Archer and Armstrong. Uh, Shadow mm-hmm. Man was a lot of fun. So there, there's stuff oh, in there yeah. that I want to see. And uh, if Bloodshot... Exo Manowar. What's that? Oh, Exo Manowar. Exo Manowar. Yeah, you know what's funny is when Valiant Comics launched, there was a bunch of titles they grabbed from Gold Key, which was an older 60s company and some of those went over to Valiant but they didn't own the rights they just licensed it so some of them Mm. I believe Exo Man of War is theirs but uh, Solar Man of the Atom is not Dr. Mirage and Magnus Robot Hunter and Turok do not belong to Valiant they are owned by Gold Key and they were licensed out to somebody recently and they're they're in their own universe Right. Oh, okay. So that explains why they don't—they are kind of like standalone in their own universe. Yeah, it's their that MIA right now. now. The that, uh, well, at least Turok had a video game. Yeah, that's too. Oh, yeah. Well, it had a killer video game too, and so did Exo Man of War. Remember Exo Man of War and Iron Man? Yes, I remember that. That's right. Would be actually they're a pretty good team up. Yeah. But Exo Man of War is a little bit more douchey. 
compare <laughs> the characters. The uh, anything else in the current news you want to discuss before we head into all things Weird Al? Well, I do want to mention one thing. I did end up seeing Sonic uh, the Hedgehog finally. Yeah. And I'm. It's definitely more uh, kid appropriate, but after all, it the redesign is a million times better, and it's great to see Jim Carrey back on the big screen. I know. I'm so He's happy. His usual self. He was so funny. <laughs> well, I think that's the biggest thing about Sonic is and people aren't talking about the fact that it's maybe, I think, the most successful video game movie ever now, worldwide and yes. in America. It's the best critically received one, I believe, outside of Silent Hill, and, and still might be better than Silent Hill, uh, which I still haven't seen. Oh, yes. I still haven't got around to watching this damn movie. I keep thinking I'm going to. Um, it's Okay, well, we'll spoil this. I'll spoil this. It's one of the movies where Sean Bean doesn't die. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, the fact that Jim Carrey's back to his old self, and I think people are just chomping at the bit. I mean, people miss him being the crazy. He had enough time away that we missed him, which was mm-hmm. good. Yeah, he did. I mean, he definitely needed to like take a break. Uh, he's also working on a big show on Showtime. He's starring in that. And he was been producing uh, other things as well. I thought he was a producer on a show on Amazon. He it was uh, something about on. I'm Dying Up Here, I think it's about stand-up comedy in the 80s. Yes, that's what it is. That's exactly what it is. Oh, and um, yeah, no, it's just good. Well, plus, there was this whole uh, anti-vax thing he was saying along with uh, Jenny McCarthy at the time, but I'm pretty sure he's gotten past that. Yeah, he's gotten past that, and he's, he loves to. Have you ever seen his video? Thank you. Um, have you ever seen his video about the NRA taking the uh, uh, gun out of my cold dead hands or something like that? And it's oh, like a, it's like a cowboy song. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. Hey, my <laughs> like, whole dead hands. <laughs> well, like I said, sometimes again, sometimes Jim Carrey is not afraid to pull. Uh, to, he will not pull his punches, especially yeah. when he did this uh, painting of Mussolini in a. Uh, going on with like current events and then Mussolini's granddaughter had the nerve to just say fuck you to him <laughs> um, she's just as, almost as bad as he is the uh <laughs> I just discovered this Maurice LaMarche who is mostly known for Futurama and of course did the voice of Brain and Pinky and the Brain is responsible for getting Jim Carrey to stick with stand up because the first night he thought he did terribly and wasn't going to come back and Maurice LaMarche was so impressed by him he said uh, I ran out uh, of the building to tell him that he needs to come back, he needs to do it again, that he has something special that no one else has. And so, lo and behold, he started coming back on a regular basis. Good. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I mean, uh, take it from someone like uh, Maurice LaMarche, too, who like had been in so many cartoons and has like some of the most best voices of all time. I'm pretty sure uh, Jim Carrey would recognize him, too. Yeah. It's it's a it's one of those things where I'm just just one change in time and then Jim Carrey would be a nobody. He'd be working in a factory in Canada, Manitoba, or Winnipeg, or wherever he lived. Absolutely, I know. And then lo and behold, now he's like one of the most funny. He was like one of the most funniest people. Like God, did he blow up in the '90s? <laughs> Living Color definitely helped him get there. Yes, definitely. Um, oh, all right, man. so let's get to the meat of all of this. All things Weird Al. It, uh, I believe, it's forty years. I could be wrong. Forty years since he debuted his original single. Am I wrong? I'm pretty sure that uh, his original single was "Another One Rides the Bus," and it was debuted on Doctor Demento. And then uh, he started recording this album, his very first one, uh, in 1980. So I think it's a perfect time to talk about. It. We talked about it when when we started recording like six years ago. But we only did it for like, what, 10, 15 minutes? This is going to be going over every uh, album that he's had in this time. 
Oh, wow. So, uh, let's start off with his first big hit, and his first MTV video was Ricky, which is a parody of Mickey. And, oh, uh, wow, but wait. Go ahead. Wasn't his first single, uh, wasn't it I Love Rocky Road? Well, it, you know what it might have been, but I know that uh, it's the first single off this album, and that was a video. Oh, okay. Oh, God. Well, <laughs> okay, I actually just recently discovered that not too long ago, now that I know. But, um... Again, that song, Oh Ricky, uh, of course, themed around the, you know, I Love Lucy and talking about her husband, Ricky. I, I, <laughs> I ended up using it as my friend's theme song because his name's Ricky. Because <laughs> I always used um, Mickey by Tony Basil. Yeah, oh, first, you don't now use Ricky Don't Lose That Number is a good backup if you decide you're sick of it. <laughs> okay, good. All right, I'll have to look into that next time. Thank you. <laughs> um, so this is the album that I missed for a very, very long time. I do remember getting it from the library back around 88 on vinyl, but I couldn't remember any of it. And wow. um, a lot of his stuff, of course, is parodies of actual singles, but a lot of it where he'll pick a music style, and then he'll do a song in that in that style and then just do an original and I've noticed over the years that his originals are getting better than uh, his parodies at first yeah no uh, I will say like uh, his latest parodies from 2013 I thought they were just absolutely perfect yeah but I, I think, I think However, that his originals are getting more complicated and, and it's, it's hard not to notice that so many of his singles are fucking food oriented I'm glad he's out of that oh god yeah no him particular or especially eat it eat it i can and fat i was only able to take so much yeah well look okay so i got i love rocky road is the other single and my bologna you know a parody of my sharona by the way my sharona is a fucked up song it's about a guy who's in love with an underage girl <laughs> i'm in love with the younger kind barf you know how many old songs old songs are so perverted about young girls uh hey little girl what's your name um it's you're a pedophile get away from me before i kick in your nuts johnson Exactly. Run the... F yeah, exactly. And then run as... Little run Red as Riding Hood. You shall yep. sure are looking good. You're more than a big bad wolf. Good one. That's about underage. That's ridiculous. Exactly. I mean, God, man. I'd rather rewatch that scene. It's, it, 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 actually, no. It's the exact same thing as watching that scene from um, Into the Woods with Johnny Depp singing about... Freaking Little Red Riding Hood. Oh, yeah. Or, or yeah. you may not know this one, but um, in 92, Kiss, before they went back into their makeup, had an album called Revenge. And one of the hit singles off that was called Domino. And it's all about Gene Simmons wanting to fuck an underage girl, but he just he feels too bad about Ew. it. Like, yeah, you shouldn't feel like you want to fuck her anyway. Ugh. That's gross, man. Yeah, unless Gene no, Simmons is no, no, no. a fucking asshole. Um, yeah, and then, of course, another one, Rides the Bus, was thrown onto this album uh, from his previous single recording. Let's see. What, oh, wow. What, uh, what's the next album? This is the first one that I think really broke him through. Like, yes, he had some MTV videos, and it went gold. This one went platinum. Weird Al in 3D is where uh, Eat It comes from. And this is the first time they had heard him, and it played it. A, it was a top 40 single. And I had seen the video just on some free MTV weekend, and I was blown away. I fell in love with Weird Al. But I didn't buy this album, which is so weird. No, obviously not. Um, as far as it goes for buying his albums, again, I was only a little kid at the time, and uh, again, growing up in the 90s, I just saw all this stuff on MTV, just watching his top tens and like his little parody interviews, his mock interviews. Oh, I you know, loved like, Al TV. And editing. Yeah, Al TV uh, is, uh, it started with this album. So in 1984 is the first time that he hosted an hour-long special on MTV, 
maybe it was two hours. And he would do this with every single album for uh, a, a decade or so. And it was Al TV was one of the best things I've ever seen. And yes, the, the, the cut-up interviews where he reacts to something that the person's saying, but he's not in the studio with them, is one of my favorite. Oh, God, yes. No, in partic- uh, one in particular, I think, like, it was, it was around, around the time uh, Eminem came out with uh, 8 Mile, and then Yankovic had another album coming out that same year, and he, <laughs> I loved how the ones he did with uh, Celine Dion were just hilarious. I'm like, oh, God, he timed that so perfectly. You actually think that stuff would have happened. And his first and then, special introduced Harry the Hamster, which he would torture like Mr. Bill. And that was a lot of fun. Because <laughs> you knew it was fake. Come on, people. It was fake. So that's why it's funny. It has to be a little dark. I think people forget that he has a sense of humor that's kind of dark sometimes. He has some singles that are just like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, gosh. Or just like getting. Um... Oh, no. It was from uh, Running with Scissors. I'm trying to think of the song. Or he's being att- or he's trying to get bear claws. Oh, uh, it's Albuquerque. Like, uh, Albuquerque with the yeah, hamsters, the crazy weasels. <laughs> exactly. The weasels are tearing his flesh, and he talks to this nice girl as these weasels are attacking him. <laughs> She's just constant in that moment to ignore the pain. <laughs> the uh, and there's and there's one on this album. Uh, it's called Nature Trail to Hell, and that one's really weird and dark. <laughs> I've never heard that. I did not even know of it until now. <laughs> uh, his first Polkas uh, parody. You know how he does a medley of popular songs in Polka style? Well, it started with this album. Oh, oh okay. I think yeah. I remember hearing that one time, very briefly. Uh, they, um, I know he did uh, Hey Jude was in there, um, Burning Down the House by Talking Heads. Oh, God, what were the other ones? I don't remember he doesn't list them here, but he does one on every single album, so he'll grab like a dozen songs that are popular around that time and just do them really fast polka style, which is a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, no, he was definitely known for that. He would always have that accordion. I mean, that was one of his trademarks. Uh, another parody was I Lost on Jeopardy, which was a single and a video on MTV, which uh, you were singing before we started recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh, one of the very few videos I actually had seen. I, I honestly think, like, his music videos definitely do a, are definitely funnier than the actual songs. Because like once you can see what he does with them, it's like taken up a notch. Oh, especially with uh, okay, we'll save it when you mention the next album. Um, but I'll say the other one that was on here that was a parody that didn't get released as a single, but it's um, uh, the Rye or the Kaiser, which is a parody of Eye of the Tiger. So more food, more food, a lot of foods. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Rise of the Kaiser. I'm like, oh, you had to go there, didn't you, Weird Al? Uh, but hey, look at, look at the movie Jojo Rabbit. No, no, <laughs> Rye or the Kaiser. You haven't listened to the first two albums, have you? I'm just guessing you're listening to the singles. Sadly, no. I mean, one of the okay. very few uh, I listened to, again, like mainly the ones from the 90s and some, mainly uh, Dare to Be Stupid. Yeah, okay, okay. So Dare to Be Stupid is the very first um, tape I ever received. I only ever listened to my parents stuff, but one Christmas I said, look, I want something, you know, we marched up in the Columbia Pictures album, and I said, I absolutely, positively want Weird Al, Dare to be Stupid, and the other album I got, I believe, I believe was the Indiana Jones and the Temple of Dune, Dune soundtrack, Dune? Oh my God, if it was Dune and Indiana Jones, <laughs> he's hunting for the precious spice. <laughs> shoot, shoot, yeah, yeah. You have to let the fear pass you. Uh, what is this a line from Dune? Um, 
I will face my fear and I'll let it pass through me or something like that. Yeah, I just, Junior, I'd let the fear pass through you, a penitent man. Penitent man. <laughs> yes, precious, Junior. The precious spice. <laughs> <laughs> then, of course, he'll make a Shakespeare quote. Yeah. In, the, the, uh, in the style of Sean Connery, be glad he didn't tell your dog to sit. I, I want I want a weird owl and Sean Connery to te- uh, team up for parody songs. Just have him do cover songs. Dare to be stupid. Uh, it's like putting uh, <laughs> drying off a fish. Uh, eat all the sushi you can. <laughs> he would sound very aggressive, honestly. Yes. <laughs> I think you dare point. to be stupid, Highlander? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <laughs> and he played Ramirez. Uh, a Scottish man. All Spaniards talk like this. Didn't you know that? And then Christopher Lambert is a Scotsman, but he sounds like he's French. He's always talking really whispery. And I, I, I can't even... I can't do a Christopher Lambert parody, but... <laughs> that's it. This is the laugh. We're staring off into space. <laughs> um, where were we? Oh. I don't think so. Uh, like a Surgeon uh, is oh, the first God. single of this. And the first time I heard this, I was like, oh, this is something new. I don't... Like he had a more sophisticated sound, I think, with this album. Probably a bigger budget, so he could mix sounds up. Um, I listened to this nonstop on a regular basis. I would read comic books and listen to this, and flip it over, and listen, and flip, and flip, and flip, and flip all summer long. Uh, Dare to Be Stupid is the one that I think is his most famous original single because of Transformers. Oh God, yes. I mean, I think that's definitely what helped catapult it a little higher. And for all the songs I picked for this Transformers soundtrack, it was Dare to be Stupid. But it was a cute scene. Um, With the Reptiles, right? Uh, it, it, yeah, exactly. And they're all building each other back together, and, you know, everybody's happy again. It's like, oh, look, we have help. It's like, <laughs> oh, look, different robots. What is it that oh, they, they greet each other? Nip, nong, witty bong. Something like that. Yeah, they say something really stupid. It's hard for me to remember. I've only watched it, like, one full time once. And... I regret that. I need to watch it more than that. And I want it on Blu-ray. Yeah, I've, I've seen it quite a few times. It's the only legitimate Transformers movie. Fuck you, Michael Bay. Well, oh, that's not Bumblebee. true. Bumblebee's great. Bumblebee's great. I forgot. I can't say Absolutely, that anymore. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I know. Thank you, Travis Knight. Uh, I Want a New Duck was another single uh, parody of I Want a New Drug by Huey Lewis. Uh, One More Minute is maybe, uh, I would say, if it's not his second most popular original it's 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 best. I I think it's even more genius than Dare to Be Stupid. One more minute is so macabre, and uh, I would rather walk over broken glass than spend one more minute with you. I'd rather drive nails through my palm of my hands and eat glass till I die or something like that. I can't remember. Listen to it in a while, but it's, it's <laughs> he so sounded like he was Elvis Presley. But yeah, yeah uh, like a surgeon, I have to say, was like the perfect parody. And then you watch the video, and you're like, "Oh my god!" Oh yeah, it's Cut. it's fucking twisted. <laughs> it's twisted. It's hilarious, and it's like, damn, that's pretty much the U.S. healthcare system. Uh, Yoda, <laughs> Yoda by the Kinks is another fun one. I was singing yeah, that at work the yo, other day. Yo, yeah, can't um, blame you. <laughs> uh, George of the Jungle, I think, is his only cover song. I don't think he's, and he doesn't polka it up. He doesn't parody it. It's just a straight up boom, 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 and it's just he loved it. Yeah, it's uh oh 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 slime creatures from outer space. I listened to over and over with my Ghostbusters projector gun, which would shoot ghosts onto the wall, and you would pretend to fight them while I was listening to slime creatures from outer space. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, girls just want to have lunch is absolutely amazing. 
Yet of another course. food. I mean, uh huh. Absolutely. Oh, God, you're right. God damn it. Enough <laughs> with the food. <laughs> uh, this is the life. Now, this is the life. Is from a movie. Do you know what movie it's from? It's the opening track. Oh my God! Give me a hint. I don't think you've ever seen it. That's the problem. It's a parody movie with uh, Michael Keaton. Parody movie with Michael Keaton. Uh, okay, is this from his earliest career? Very like, early, yes. Over? Maybe his third or fourth movie? Okay. So it'd have to be past Mr. Mom. Yes. It's right after Mr. Mom. It's okay. Um, it's dream okay. Team? Huh? Oh, Dream, Dream Team was like six years later. No, this is from Johnny Dangerously, and only as I was talking about oh, this. Have you God, seen Johnny Dangerously? Really? Yeah. I love that movie. Oh, that's why it sounds like a 1920s song. It's because it's the opening track of Johnny Dangerously, which is, of course, set during mobster time. And, of course, it's a parody movie, so it fits perfectly. God damn it. How could I forget that? <laughs> uh, uh, cable TV, I don't even remember. I had this album, and I have zero zero me uh, memory of cable TV. Oh, it's crazy. Wow. Oh, man. I'll have to, again, I'll have to look into that. Okay, so that uh, one went... on YouTube somewhere. Yeah, that one went platinum. Now, the next one, everybody assumed was going to be massive. He got a new producer, which was Rick Derringer, who was very well known in that world uh, as being, like, the producer's producer. He would give you really intricate, uh, complicated... Uh, Compositions, and he would make he would push you further, but not like in a uh, what's that fucking weirdo name? The one that went to prison for shooting the girl, huge hair. They made a movie about him. He shot that girl in his apartment back in like two thousand three. Fuck is his name? Sid Vicious? No, no, dude. Stabbing. He was famous for the Wall of Sound. I can't remember his name. Whatever, it doesn't matter. But he wasn't as complicated as that. But this album was a massive fucking flop. In fact, it's the worst selling of any Weird Al album, and. It's okay. It's maybe his worst album, but even a, a bad Weird Al album is still pretty good. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, but damn, it was a shame to hear that it flopped. I did see his, uh, I did see his uh, music video of Living with a Hernia, and he was just trying to copy James Brown. Yeah. Uh, I, listen, I, I used to do a thing. We had a VCR at this time. Um, oh, my God, right here. It says it right here. Phil Spector. Because it says a style parody of Phil Spector. So that's what Rick, Rick Derringer was like, a very uh, calm version of Phil Spector. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Best um, way to describe him. So I used to take my cassette tape recorder, and I would sit it next to the television, and I would record things. And they had a special at the end of 86, uh, and they had a bunch of stand-up and comedy stuff. So I recorded it. So I had a bunch of, like, Robin Williams stand-up things. And they played Living with a Hernia, the entire thing. So I listened to it over and over and over. And uh, I'd only ever seen the video maybe once or twice uh, during that time. And uh, it, it's one of my favorites. And it's sad that that didn't help the album in any way whatsoever. Damn. No, sadly it didn't. I wish it did. But yeah. It's, uh, I know. I, I, hernias, I will tell you, they're terrible. You've had them? I'd have, well, when I was a little kid, I had a surgery uh, near my... Uh, near my pelvis where a hernia was growing and they got rid of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know what? I was born with one too, but I guess it was so minor they didn't bother to do any surgery on it, so I don't remember it. Yeah, no. I I mean, I definitely remember coming home and like, you know, being sick and well-rested after surgery and throwing up spaghetti house. 
Oh, uh, God. <laughs> uh, the only other single off of this is Christmas at Ground Zero, and the problem with that is that it was already available on the previous year uh, Christmas album. I can't remember the fucking name of it, but it had that... Do they know it's Christmas time at home? Or something oh, like that. No, it's Christmas at Band-Aid. Yeah, um, so it was yeah. off that red, white, and blue. I can't remember. But there were, it was a charity album. And that's where the Run DMC song came from. And I believe Wham! had Last Christmas I Gave You My Heart. Yes, they did. Yeah, so that one, so that is where most of the people got the, the Weird Al Christmas song already. So it didn't help that it was on this album at all. But, so everybody was saying that Weird Al was basically over. And then he comes roaring back with even worse. An album that I bought from Target, and the lady at the counter didn't bother to take it out of its plastic holder. I didn't know this, because this is when they first started doing them. And I got home, and I had no fucking clue how to get the goddamn tape out of that plastic holder. And my parents fought with it for like an hour in order to get the damn thing out. <laughs> <laughs> And it was worth it, damn it. Even worse is such a great album. Uh, and, I, and the funny thing is, it's called, you know, Even Worse. So it's like, you expect it to be even worse. Yeah. But it's not. It's like he's making fun of himself. How awesome is that? Yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, of course, Fat probably wouldn't hold up very well now because in, in, it's kind of... Well, is it fat shaming? Is it because he's skinny and he's in a fat suit is why it's seen as fat shaming? Because everybody else in that is fat and they seem to be enjoying everything and it doesn't seem to be... Uh, particularly mocking them, it's like they're embracing it. I, I'm not sure how to. Say. He's it not, is, yeah. I think it's because he's not mean spirited, and, and exactly. that's why it's it still okay. Spirited, kind of. And then, but there was a funny moment where he's in the suit and they're like, he's trying to get through the little uh, subway thing, but he's overly obese. He's in an overly obese suit and he's trying to push right through it and he can't. I love it when he's like, oh, oh, and he picks up an O and he holds it up because he doesn't want to yell it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> or when the fan is blowing so strong that they can barely walk forward. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely wasn't mean spirited. And I'm glad. Well, what's great about this is that he actually gets permission to do these parodies. Uh, Most of the time, in particular. Most of the and, time. Uh, and, well, sometimes he'll get oh, wow, he'll really? get permission for the parody, but he won't get permission for the video, which is weird. Yeah, no, that's odd. Michael Jackson though was all in great spirits. Yeah, so. he loved Weird Al. Absolutely, um, he again. He did. He had such like a great sense of humor. He didn't mind being made fun of. The but, um, so at the time, great uh, George Harrison had a huge comeback hit called "I Got My Mind Set on You," and a song that I absolutely adored. But it had a problem with a lot of repetition. So Weird Al parried that with "This song is just six words six long. Words this song long. is just six words long." <laughs> and pretty, he. He took that same content and he did that with uh, the Crash Test Dummies. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the other parodies is I think I'm a clone now, which was redone by Tiffany, which I believe. Damn it, I don't know who sang the Absolutely. original one. I always thought it was a Beatles song. I think I'm alone now. I thought it was a Beatles song, but I, I'm wrong. Uh, no, it's from the '60s. I'll have to look it up. Yeah. I know it's a. I know it's a singer I'm familiar I think with. We're alone now. No, 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 no. Um, lasagna by it was a parody of La Bamba. La lasagna. Na 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 na. <laughs> Another food one, yes. damn it. Uh, Alimony. Um, it's a parody of Moni Moni. Oh, Melanie is another one of those where it's really twisted and strange about his obsession with a girl named Melanie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. I know. It's like, who knows? She was probably like the nicest thing and encouraged him. I think good old days. Life. 
I think Good Old Days is another one that's really dark and twisted because it talks about the good old days, but it turns out they're really fucked up. <laughs> I know. It's the dark side of history you did not want to No, this is the one that everybody assumed was going to be a hit. It nearly derailed his career, but now is so cherished that you can't imagine that it was a flop, is UHF. The album and the movie all tanked, even though people said during the um, sneak previews, they gave it like an A. It was the highest charting uh, 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 audience score um, of anything that Orion Pictures had ever done. That means it was better than Back to School with audiences. What? Holy crap. Robocop. What? Yeah, and then it opened what? up like a week after Batman. It got fucked. <laughs> that was the problem. Yes. That was the problem. Oh my god, you can't do that. Uh, Batman was the one thing everybody was going crazy for I that No, they thought it was counter-programming. They thought it was going to work, and it didn't. And uh, No. Oh, what was I going to say? Oh. Um, and then it did very well in video, but for some reason it didn't. It went out of print for a very long time, so the VHS copy was worth a fortune. Then the DVD came out, and then that one discontinued. And now, finally, Shop Factory put out the Blu-ray for a very affordable price, considering how some of these go. And I picked it up for like $13.99. Um, and I think you're a little jealous because I got the Robocop 2 and 3 for 10 bucks a piece. <clears throat> yeah. Well I, man- well, I did manage to find uh, Robocop 2, so I was happy. I didn't care for 3. Yeah, you're not a fan of 3. Um, I gave them to my mother to watch, and she was like, number one is so amazing. Number two, it's so violent, and I didn't care about anything that was happening, and I kind of liked 3. And I was like, what? <laughs> But you know, yeah. I think I think it's I, th- I can see why kids or moms or whatever like part three more than part two. I, I'm still oh, on, on the fence on both of them. All right, I will have to say this about part two uh, before we get back to um, this album. Yes. Uh, as far as part two goes, they developed the story around RoboCop because I mean, we know who Alex Murphy is. We know what he want. We know who he is, how he's developed, and everything. It's around him that we that would need focus on and how he's going to attack it and take it out. And yeah. it did a good job of that. Yeah, I gotta watch them again. Um, so this is a weird album because weird album. Oh my god, they should have called it that. A weird album. <laughs> weird albums. UHF. Holy shit! It'd be like John Carpenter. Just you know, um, the new weird album called UHF. Yeah, it seems so obvious now. Um, so this is a mixture of uh, skits and songs, and that might be one of the reasons why it didn't sell that well. Uh, all of these songs, I believe, are in the movie, um, except Attack of the Radioactive Hamsters, Hamsters from a Planet Near Mars, which I don't believe is in the movie. No, I don't think so either. I mean, it probably, maybe as you're like uh, flipping through the channels and it would sh- show like a little trailer, a tease trailer of this so-called movie, but I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen UHF. The, uh, so the hits off this were uh, Money for Nothing, uh, the parody of the Beverly Hillbillies, uh, no, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Parody Money for Nothing, Beverly Hillbillies is the single. Uh, UHF. Wow, none of these did well, though. I can see this. Isle Thing. Oh, Isle Thing wasn't in the movie either. That was a parody of Wild Thing by Tone Loke. Um, Spatula City. Yeah, Spatula City. Okay, Spatula City, by the way. If you love Spatula City, my co-host on Video Night, Andrew, runs a company called Jemetsko. And uh, he does a lot of fun parody spoof t-shirts. Did I send you one of those? I feel like I did. Did I send you a yeah, special? You gave me, yes, you gave me Tron of the Dead. You also gave me um, a video. Oh, yeah, I think. Yeah. Yes, and then there was something else. I thought I sent you Special City, but I could be wrong. Um, yeah, mm. so this one is actually pretty weak too. Compared, I can see why. Now, looking back now, I can see why these didn't do very well. 
Right. Um, there are a couple songs like She Drives Like Crazy, which is a uh, parody of She Drives Me Crazy, which is one of my favorite songs growing up. And then Spam, which is a uh, parody of Stand by R.E.M. Another food one! <laughs> I know. God damn it. He sure does a lot of them. It's insane. Um, smells Like Nirvana brought him back. Three years later, he took a hiatus. And I remember he was talking about trying to do a UHF 2 because it did well on video. And I don't know. I, I, if you're going to do a UHF 2, you have him run a movie studio. That's the only thing I can think of is the TV station is so successful they make enough money that he can buy it. He start to make, start to make like little movies. Crazy ass movies. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> Everything that would come out of Weird Al's mind would now be in a theater. The okay. um, So, Smells Like Nirvana was a massive hit. This album went platinum. Everybody was talking about this. I mean, everybody I knew was talking about this. And this album sold very well. I had it. Um, Smells Like Teen Spirit. I actually... Can I tell you that whenever I hear alternative classic music, I have to skip past Nirvana. I can't fucking take them anymore. I can't take it. It's just too much. They're good. Oh, wow. They're not that great, though. It's just because he died so young, I think, and that they were the first out of the gates with the grunge success. Me? I don't know. I've always felt like they still hold up. They, I know, they I know, but you also didn't have to go through that period. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. You were three. You know, I was in that. high school by then, and... Uh, yeah. I mean, there were some actual punks in the neighborhood, you know, but that's about it. Yeah. Uh, Trigger Happy is another really dark, weird song about people who are NRA crazy, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't blame them. Like, uh, I Can't Watch This, which is about terrible television. It's uh, a parody of You Can't Touch This. Yeah, and I thought, oh, God, that was one of the ones I definitely had when I was younger. Um, I Was Only Kidding is another one, which is so twisted and dark and weird. <laughs> Um, actually, a lot of these, the more I've looked at these, these are a lot of weird ass songs. Like Airline Amy and When I Was Your Age is all like, it starts off nice and sweet and it gets, You Don't Love Me Anymore is another one where it gets really dark at the end. <laughs> oh, wow. The glass is now shattered on your childhood. You understood something <laughs> so young. <laughs> uh, the white stuff? Okay, now this is a thing. Uh, New Kids in the Block had a song called You Got It, The Right Stuff. And of course, New Kids in the Block were massively oh, successful. God, yes. And I had heard a rumor when I was in middle school that one of them had to go to the hospital to have something pumped out of their stomach. You know what I'm talking about. We all heard Oh, my it. God. Yeah, and, and we heard it with Rod Stewart. We heard it with Mick Jagger. We heard it with David Bowie. We heard it from all these people. It's just an urban legend that I like to go around. But at the same time, I knew this, and that song, The White Stuff, comes out, and I'm like, they're not talking about Oreos. Ew. <laughs> well, I would be, it was just them eating too much, an overdose on Oreos. That's what, yeah, that's sure. What, yeah. Another another food song. Another food song, uh, and, and this is another one. We have Taco Grande, which is a parody of Rico Suave. Um, God damn it! You know what's terrible? Tacos. You know what's terrible about Rico Suave is that the guy Gerardo was playing a character. He was an actor. He's in um, uh, Can't Buy Me Love. Is one of the main uh, characters, and he just did this as a joke. It's a character he's playing, kind of like you know the way you know Borat is. He's not really like this. But after this song came out, it was such a massive success, he was forever pigeonholed as that character, not as himself. Wow. Dang. Damn, it's a shame, too. Yeah. One of the main characters that can't buy me love. Oh, wait, was he that one kid with the uh, leather jacket? Yes. He's, he's, oh one, of the, he's one of the preppy frat boys that gives uh, Patty Dempsey some shit in the beginning. And he's the one who spills the wine on her dress. Yeah, I think so. And I think he's the one who holds the big blonde guy up to the car and has him fart in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Seth Green's a little oh, brother, isn't oh. he? Seth Green's a little brother, and you can't have any love. 
is. Yeah. Oh, damn. Um, so that one re- did really well. And this is the way it is with Weird Al. It seems like for everyone that does great, the next one's not going to do great, which is depressing. But um, Alapalooza is the one that has Jurassic Park, um, which is a parody of MacArthur Park. And it's a huge claymated, a claymation video. We did it on uh, one of our Back in Tunes episodes. I think the problem with this is that MacArthur Park was a parody uh, from decades ago. You kind of have to do a parody of a song fairly recent for it to get into people's minds, and they want to hear the parody of it. Right, just like with the... But Bedrock Anthem was a huge hit. I mean, it parodied Under the Bridge, and then it went to Give It Away. Right. Um, Yabba Dabba Do Now. Yabba Dabba... I was playing this when I worked surveillance, and the, the I worked graveyard shift, and the morning crew came in, and someone said, if you ever play this again, I'm going to break your fucking phone. And, um, because they were assholes. They were all assholes, except for, like, one guy, and he was nice. And I was like, yeah, you're not going to touch my phone no matter what, and, uh, uh, deal with it. You're going to buy me a new one. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. What, uh, Achy Breaky Song was, that's a stupid parody. See, again, this is kind of a weak album. Uh, Talk Soup, Live It in the Fridge, another food one. Jesus. Waffle King? Come on. <laughs> she never told me she was a mime. I don't yeah, remember I that one that. at all. Harvey the Wonder Hamster, Harvey of course. Harvey the Wonder Hamster. So this just seems like another <laughs> one of those weird I just couldn't get it together for that album. And that's the trend. Uh... That kind of ended after Bad Hair Day. I think every album after this is fucking rock solid. There's no phoning it in. There's no lazy tracks. Bad Hair Day is the one we were listening to mm. when I got into a terrible, terrible car accident, which is still fucked up my back, and that was 24 years ago. Hey. Do you want to know what happened? Sorry to hear that, man. Have I ever told you this story? I am definitely curious. You have to tell me. So, this album had come out, it was, I believe, late March of 1996. At the same time, the comet was going over. So we went to Kmart. Me and my friend Dave went and bought this album, popped it into his car, went driving out to the country to see if we could see the comet. And we saw it, we came back, and then the polka song came up. And it got Dave super excited, and he started driving faster and faster and faster. And I'm screaming at him to stop. I'm screaming my fucking head off for him to stop because he's going 90 down a country road where we can hardly see anything. Oh, God. And And then, guess what? No more road. No more road. Holy shit. And thank God we did not hit a fucking... What are those metal stops you know you have sometimes on roads? You know, drive yeah, the off rails. Road. If we had hit one of those, we probably would be dead. Um, he hit, He hit the brakes too late and we were on gravel. So we just slid the entire way. Flew off the road down about 10 feet into some guy's field. And I felt like my tailbone had been shoved up into my nose and I smacked my knee really goddamn hard on the dashboard and it's still to this day my low back is fucking killing me all the time it's what led me to being crippled for three years laying on a couch Uh, and my knee aches all the time now because of this and I can't believe I was friends with him after that I cannot believe I was friends with him after that but uh, we're listening to this album and uh, I think I left it in there because the car was so when the car hit the ground the engine fell out my god the entire fucking engine hit the ground and then we had a friend who lived out in the country not too far away we had to get a ride from someone we hitched uh, back into town got a ride back out met our friend who lived out in the country who had a backhoe took that car and and hooked it up to the backhoe and dragged it like four miles into town um 
we had a backhoe going through the city, which you're not allowed to do. Um, in the middle of the night, like, you know, like midnight or whatever, and uh, dragged it into town. And as we were almost to his house, a cop pulls us over and proceeds oh. to laugh his fucking ass off at what happened. And, uh, uh,. Let us on our way, whatever, but not while he's, he didn't stop laughing as we pulled away. And my friend begged me not to go to the doctor because his insurance couldn't handle it, and uh, I never got my back fixed, and uh, that led to me being crippled. Uh, my back just kept getting worse and worse to the point where I felt like someone had stabbed me in the stomach. They thought I, I had a hernia uh, to bring up hernias oh. again. Uh, they thought I had a hernia. It turns out my spine was twisted around like a fucking pretzel. Oh, God, man. Yep. Dude, I'm glad you're not. Well, I'm good thing is you're not crippled anymore yeah it just uh, still i get a lot of pain uh, so i'm sorry but, to hear yeah, that man it's, that, that's a long story but it's it's uh not weird al's fault it's my friend's fault who's a fucking moron <laughs> yeah exactly yeah you can't blame weird al for this but it will bring up memories however uh, this last track on here bohemian freddy polka that makes sense for it uh to be on this album due to the fact that bohemian rhapsody was getting popular again yeah Wait, which one are we on? Are we on, are we on Bad Hair Day or are you on Alapalooza? Oh, I was on Alapalooza. Oh, okay. Because the one on this one... We're still talking about Alapalooza. Sorry, let's move on to Bad Hair Day because that's the one that we got in the accident with. Amish Paradise, a video that's played backwards at the very end, which was revolutionary at the time. <laughs> oh, wow. It, it was all played backwards? Well, in the very end sequence. Like the last minute of it's all backwards. Oh, okay. Um, this led to... This song was so popular that a local radio station out of Indianapolis, uh, the Bob and Tom Show, they formed a band called the Electric Amish, which in itself is a funny name, but they would do uh, Amish versions of classic rock songs, like Black Bonnet Girls was a parody of Fat Bottom Girls. All songs about Amish. Just... <laughs> I, I have to play I had this album and we listened to it so many times but it's because Amish Paradise was so big that the uh, Electric Amish became a thing um, I think I had like three albums oh, yeah. um, damn Everything You Know Is Wrong is a really great song uh, Since You've Been Gone is another really creepy uh, twisted parody song um, Lump, I didn't even know this Cavity Search uh, Cavity Search isn't a very good one I don't like that one that one's about dentistry and it's a parody of U2 uh, Gump, they did a music video of, and it's actually phenomenal video. Oh God, yes, I know. I've watched that was like always on the LTV stuff. That was one of the ones playing a lot. But then again, I was a kid at the time too, so that's why it was always playing. Um, uh, Syndicated Incorporated is a parody of a Soul, a Soul Asylum song, which is all about like old TV shows that are constantly syndicated over and over to the point where you're just tired of them. Oh my god! And then the, okay, this last one, the night Santa went crazy. Oh, I'm pretty god. sure he watched. I'm pretty sure he watched one of the very early episodes of Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that song. Uh, whenever we play Christmas songs at work, which I, I fucking hate because they're all songs from like the 1940s. I'm like, could you get something new, like Run DMC or Weird Al? And then they won't, obviously, because it costs too much money. So we will just hook up oh, one of our yeah. phones. We'll hook our phone to. Uh, the one of the speakers on electronics and just play Weird Al. But you know the problem is with nice. playing Weird Al medley? The problem with playing Weird Al medley is that after they run out of certain Weird Al tracks, they'll start playing any comedy tracks, and you've never seen me run faster than I have across the stores. I heard George Carlin come up after the Weird song, Weird Al songs were exhausted, and he's talking about the four words you, or what are six words you can't say on the uh, on television? Oh my god. 
<laughs> oh my god. Alright, so Running with Scissors. Yes, a very solid album. It did very well. This is kind of the end of his up and down, you know, roller coaster success. Uh, the Saga Begins is the one that goes against what I said earlier. This is an old song, way older than. Uh, 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 what the fuck did I say was he did? Oh, oh, oh MacArthur Park. Because yes. see, American Pie, unlike MacArthur Park, is still a very, very well-known, uh, play, heavily played song. So everybody knows it. Plus, everybody was Star Wars fucking crazy. And I don't know how he did the parody of this without knowing... I mean, did he base it solely on the commercial? Because I listened to the track recently, and there's stuff that he mentions that I do not believe was in the trailer. He must have read, like, the book version or something or had an inside tip. I uh, know he had to have been. I mean, knowing Weird Al and like you know how much of a nerd he is, he's gonna have some access to some shit. People are gonna love him and be like, "Oh, dude, you gotta check this out." Yeah, I know I shouldn't, but you should. You have to know. Uh, Pretty oh, man, Fly man. for a Rabbi is a very par- a good parody of a song that I now fucking hate. I own this album, The Offspring Pretty Fly for a White Guy. I think it's called American. Yeah, that song is fucking unlistenable now. But then I don't know why in 1998 it sounded fantastic. I was so happy. And I was like, no, no, never mind. Yeah, I know. But there are a couple of songs on there that I, that I still enjoy. Oh, uh, uh, why don't you get a job? That one? Oh, yeah. Um, the Weird Al, which, which I swear to God is a parody. That sounds like they ripped off the beginning of Oh Blah Dee, Oh Blah Da by the Beatles. Listen to that song. It starts off. It sounds so close to Oh Blah Dee, Oh Blah Da. That's exactly what it sounds like. Oh my god, after listening to it. Holy shit, you're right. Yeah. Oh la dee, oh la da, 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 da. It's, it's ridiculous they didn't sue him. <laughs> um, Jerry Springer. <laughs> well, Michael Jackson would have been able to because Michael Jackson owned those songs. Can you believe that Jerry Springer's still on? And, and there's a parody. What? From, okay, so Running with Scissors is 1999, and, and that's when Jerry Springer was an absolute phenomenon. He had a movie in theaters, people. Jerry Springer had a fucking movie that was released by Artisan that was in a thousand theaters. Um, it didn't do very well, but it also did only cost like $4 million. Um, and and it's still on, I think. I'm almost certain it's still on. Um, Judge Judy finally retired. Jesus Christ, I can't believe she stayed on. Holy crap. I didn't know funny? she was still on. Damn. Is I've been so... Okay, thank God we're still recording. I was looking at Wikipedia for so long I forgot to check the recording. <laughs> What if I accidentally paused it again? Remember that one time I paused it? Halfway down, I was like, oh, son of a bitch. Yeah, rewind. Um, it's all about <laughs> the Pentiums. All about the Pentiums was a very, very good video with Drew Carey um, singing with uh, uh, Weird Al. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'll have to rewatch that one. I know it was um, parodying uh, Diddy. That's for sure. Yeah, and... Um, my favorite song in this, it might be my favorite Weird Al song of all time, is Albuquerque. Grapefruit Diet? Oh. Uh, I don't care about that one. That one's okay. Um, Albuquerque is <laughs> fucking epic. It's a 12-minute song about how much he hates sauerkraut. <laughs> yeah, even right at the end, he starts, that's when he starts ranting on about at the end of the song. Yeah, he starts off talking about it. He's like, and every day my mother gave me sauerkraut. And he says, I don't want any more sauerkraut. It's good for you. So he runs away. And then he wants to go to Fe- or Albuquerque because he believes that's paradise. And he gets in all these adventures. Like, we literally have a moment where he's in a donut shop where he's asking about every single donut ever made. And the guy's like, we don't have that. Sorry. Okay. Do you have <laughs> bear claws? Uh, let, let me go check. check. <laughs> no, I don't have any bear claws. 
No, then they do a solo, and then he comes back and goes, no, we don't have any bear claws. Well, what do you have? <laughs> what do they have, Jacob? <laughs> what do they, we have this case of rabbit weasels. Oh, I'll take that then. <laughs> and they're all over my feet. He's like screaming in pain. <laughs> and then, um, then there's like that thing where he goes, the guy said he hadn't had a bite for a week, and I knew what he was saying, but just to be funny, I decided to take a bite out of his jugular, and he's all, like, ungrateful, screaming, oh, my God, I couldn't hear him over the blood gurgling. So ungrateful. <laughs> Can't appreciate a good joke. <laughs> and, then, and, then he gets, and then he gets married, has kids, and then she asks him to join the Columbia House CD club, and he goes, I'm not ready for that kind of commitment. And then he leaves her, and never sees her again. <laughs> <laughs> and all of this is because he hates sauerkraut. <laughs> it all had to do with freaking sauerkraut. I'm no fan of it either, but my God, we know. Oh, I had sauerkraut for lunch. Honestly, I had a, I had a, a, a some of the restaurants around here obviously are very lowly, uh, very lonely right now because nobody's coming in. So we went to the Ram this morning, and uh, they had 50% off at everything. So I got myself an, wow. a very limited edition burger. I can't believe there's limited edition burgers, guys. But they're only making it for four days because of St. Patrick's Day. Boy, oh my god, St. Patrick's Day is going to suck for all the bars this year. Holy shit. Oh my god, yeah, you're right. Oh my god, buy your beer and go home and watch Leprechaun. It's the only thing I can think to deal with it. Exactly. Also, you got to think it's on a Tuesday. You can't stay up all night drinking unless you got the next day off. Well, I don't know. Oh, there's going to be a lot of call-outs. I guarantee you if you want to get drunk and have a party, people are still going to do it anyway unless the bar is shut down. Um, but so oh, I yeah. got what was the Irish burger or whatever, which was um, corned beef, ham. Mm. Wait, corned beef, ham. Whatever, corned beef. I don't know why I just said that. Shut up, Michael. Uh, corned beef on top of a burger with sauerkraut, uh, stone ground mustard, mm. and Swiss. And uh, God damn it, it was good. God damn it, man, it was good. God damn it, it was good. Wait, hold on. Did Running with Scissors have a food parody? Running with Scissors have a food parody? No. Oh, that can't be right. Let's look. Uh, go back. Grapefruit diet. Grapefruit diet. God damn it. You can't okay, go one out. Okay, and now yeah. it's almost... I know, I just fucking... I just you fucking just said it. You just said it. We still forgot. Okay. Um, Poodle Hat is the one Is the one in in here that didn't sell very well, but it's still a really good album. Um, but a lot of the controversy... Right. The problem it didn't sell very well was Eminem, I believe, took back just the way like Coolio did it took back um, his permission to do a parody of it. Now, Coolio, it was too late because the video was already shot and started airing when he decided he didn't want that out there. Um, Eminem let him do a parody of it, but when it came time for the video, he thought it was too important of a track to do a video parody of, and that's what everything was writing on. Everything was writing on a couch potato parody, or the parody called Couch Potato. And, and without that, they didn't have a track that was as strong. They just don't. They don't have a, a radio single. These songs are really great. But um, eBay is a really funny one. Uh, that's a parody of Backstreet Boys. Um, Bob is great. Ode to a Superhero is great. Why does that always happen to be? They're all great, but they're not radio singles. And he just didn't have one here. Damn. It's a shame. Uh, except for Couch Potato. That would have been it. But then... As you said, like with Eminem's intervention, that's what killed it. Yep. However, yeah, no, it was a good album. Yeah, it just didn't sell that well. It debuted well at number ten, but it didn't. It, it's it's the only one in this run really that didn't go gold. 
Uh, now, Straight Outta Linwood is the one that I would say is his biggest single of all time. It is his most popular, I think, with every generation of fans. And this album is absolutely fucking top-notch. I, I almost think this is his best album. If it wasn't for Mandatory Fun, I would say this is his best. And, and then I think Dare to be Stupid's after that. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. Oh, God, White and Nerdy. You know oh, who I, I noticed was in that video? Huh? Who? You know who I noticed was in that video? The guy's driving up? That was Key and Peele. No shit, really? That was Key and Peele, that's yeah. Be- that's before oh, they had a show. Shit. This is like right when Mad TV was ending, so maybe that's how they knew him. Wow, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, oh, God. You know what's funny I, is... I was a huge surprise. I don't know the song he's parodying. I, I've never heard it. And all this time, I've never heard Ride and Dirty, or whatever it's called. Ride and Dirty. Yeah, you have to look it up by Chameleonaire. Yeah, I don't even know who the fuck that is. Chameleonaire, I've never even heard of this person. But White Nerdy He's a... is mind-bogglingly yeah. good. I cannot believe how good his raps are. His fucking skills on this song are insane. Yeah. No, I mean, there was Alsuya, which was like the parody of Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, that's good Canadian one. 88. Canadian uh, 88 was a good one. What's that oh, all about? <laughs> Pancreas is a fun <laughs> song. Well, this is also when he started doing the internet videos. He would have his friends or people just submit their own animated videos. And then he put them out. He had like eight videos for this album, and that made it sell so much better. Absolutely. Oh, God, Trapped in the drive through. Oh. Holy shit, that was another one of those epically long, crazy-ass, up-and-down kind of song. Like Albuquerque. Oh, yeah, just... Oh, yeah, no, just fucking Trapped in the Closet itself by fucking... Oh, fucking R. Kelly. That I love Close But No Cigar. Holy shit, that one's so fun because he's finding a reason not to like the girls for the dumbest the dumbest things. Uh, she said inferred what she obviously meant implied. Uh, <laughs> one earlobe was longer than the other. <laughs> uh, directed oh, by another scumbag, uh, J- John K. I know. Don't hit on underage girls, for fuck's sake, you creeper. Sake bastards. I want to say close but no cigar. Uh, just the way you mentioned that, it reminds me of... I uh, so I married an axe murderer because remember at the beginning Michael Myers' character is dumping his girls and afraid of a commitment over the little things. Yeah, he yeah. thought one girl was like connected to the an Italian mob, the other one smelled like soup. Well, it's it's a George <laughs> Costanza rule too because George Costanza would break up with everybody for the dumbest reasons. Well, so would Jerry. Oh, actually, God. all of them are oh. kind of stupid except for Kramer. Kramer would date anybody. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Seinfeld and <laughs> Elaine both had a huge, like, ridiculous problems. They're a close talker. He has man hands. You know, just stuff like that. Oh, God. Oh, my God, you're right. <laughs> no, um, and, and the funny thing is, uh, oh, my God, he's actually, uh, Michael Richards is connected to both of them. He was in UHF. Oh, and, right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I love Weasel Stomping Day is a really fucked up song, and I love it. Jesus. <laughs> style parody of an animated musical special from the 60s. I'll have to listen to it when I get the chance. Uh, oh, yeah, they God. did a music video of that. Do I Creep You Out is another one, and that one I'm okay with, but I... Taylor Hicks, I think he was an American Idol guy who was popular for like one minute. Um, so that's a parody that doesn't really stick around. Um, so... Yeah, that... <laughs> um, his next album... I can't believe we've been talking this long, but I'm getting kind of tired and winded. Oh, oh, sure. We got one more album after this. Okay. Uh, no, we have two. Alpocalypse is another one that because of issues with this person who gave permission for the video or for the song didn't give permission for the video so that kind of hurt a little bit so Perform This Way um, you know is a parody of Born This Way and I, I get where Lady Gaga is coming from it's an important song she didn't really want it don't give don't give permission then 
if you're going to give permission for their song, you should be including the video rights with that as well. But Weird Al is cool and he's respectful and he doesn't do it if you don't want it. But if you already spent the money exactly. recording the song, he obviously he's going to put that on. But um, uh, TMZ is a really good one, which is still relevant today. You know, after like what ten years since this album came out, um, TMZ is a bunch of douchebag scumbags. Oh, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Party in the CIA is one of Weird Al's best songs, one of his best parodies, because it's what makes a great parody is not just the fact that he's playing on the words, is that he's creating a world with that parody. And I would say Party in the CIA is smarter and more relevant than anything in the Party in the USA song ever had, because that's just a generic throwaway song. Oh, of course, absolutely. And, I mean, it did give, like, you know, Miley Cyrus, like, a big boost in her actual music career. I mean, yeah, she's a Disney kid growing up. She's got talent, but then that definitely put her on the charts. And she's yeah. been having fun since then. Yeah. Um, Whatever You Like is a good one, which is a parody of a song by T.I. called The Same Thing. That's the only time I think that's ever happened is where his parody still has the same fucking name. It is, and it's just the opposite. You had to put one word in to make the difference. <laughs> uh, Stop 40 and that crap to me was a really fun one which is about uh, getting a CC on stuff that doesn't pertain to him if you want to quote uh, what's his name on uh, The Office the big guy why are you always oh, CCing him yet? no no the other one um, oh no uh, not Kevin Stanley Stanley why, why are you always CCing me things that do not pertain to me <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, oh, I have to say that guy's hilarious you have to look up his uh Music video simple. Um, I I left that gym in Napa six years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, until Exertech went out of business, I kept getting CC'd on every single goddamn thing they would put out for years. I was like, guys, I don't work there anymore. Why do you keep sending me this? And then we never stopped until they went out of business. Wow, good. Finally, even when you say unsubscribe, I'm like, what the hell? By I the way, no. What went into that gym? I'm curious. Anything, or is it still empty like the rest of fucking downtown? I have no idea. Isn't is, Napa is ridiculous because it's supposed to be like this wealthy uh, haven, you know? Oh, it's just so phenomenal. And downtown has been a goddamn mess for a decade. Oh, God. Did you tell me, shoot, like a lot of little smoke, uh, local uh, restaurants would end up going out of business because they, I mean, the property owners just raised the rent too high to force them out. That way the uh, hotels can expand. Why? And then in downtown That's got gutted. Case. They changed the roads again, so that was horrible. This, Napa is, I'm sorry, I'm going to say it right now, is a fucking stupid mess. The part that all the rich oh. people go to is a fucking nightmare. Okay, yeah, no, they definitely have improved the roads. I'm not going to lie. They've been improving the roads lately. But their public transportation system, my God, I, oh, they just let it go like this. Yeah. And, so and of course, the, the general uh, is the cheap app. Uh, what's the word called again where you push all the poor people out it's uh, 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 seg- gentrification gentrification uh, I almost said segregation that's not right gentrific- well it almost is segregation because they pushed all the Mexican people out for sure uh, and then all the poor white people you have to live on the edge of town uh, or you have to live actually in a whole other town I fucking as much as I miss you and I miss my sister I just never want to go back there again because it's a fucking dump we're not talking about Weird Al I'm sorry everybody uh, hey this is how we'll wrap it up back to Weird Al okay this is how we'll connect it back while I was still in Napa is when Mandatory Fun came out. And one of my co-workers um, and I would listen to uh, Handy, which is a parody of Fancy by Iggy Azalea, a thousand times. We absolutely adored it. <laughs> oh my god, dude. It's seriously like one of my... It's definitely one of my favorite songs from here. And it was just done so beautifully. Even watching the music video 
how it's all just green screen and like a little bit cheaper, but you get the sense of it immediately. You know what's funny is <laughs> dancing too. This is the only album of his that debuted at number one. It may be his final album because he's sixty and he said it's also harder to do parody songs because everybody is doing parody on YouTube's now. He can't get to it fast enough. And if he does, it's just gonna be a single and he'll have to sell it as a single. And it also it did not go gold. Number one and it didn't go gold. This is very strange for now, but it also shows you the state of album sales. Is that if you have a hit album, that means you sold 250,000 physical copies. Nobody sells anymore because now you just go and listen to mixes. You go on Spotify, you can listen to the whole album there. Or you go on YouTube or you listen to a mix. I don't know anybody who listens to the radio anymore. I don't know anybody who's bought an album. What's the last album you bought? Uh, last album? Oh, I did buy uh, Lizzo's album. I don't even know who that, that is. Was the last who? Album I bought. Who? Lizzo. I don't know who the hell's that. What, what's she singing? Uh, she sings, um, <clears throat> excuse me, she sings temp, she sings tempo, she sings, um, Truth Hurts, Cause I Love You. Nothing. Okay. She sings, uh, Juice was one of my favorites. You have to look, uh, she was, uh, Eddie Murphy's musical guest, uh, from December. Oh, okay, no, no, I know who you're talking about now. Yes. Is she a bigger girl? Kirby? Yes. Oh, gosh. she's, oh, gosh, she's amazing. Arr. I love her. Um, it's exactly. weird as I've got as I've gotten older. I've had I have a d- deeper appreciation for non bony. When I was younger, it was it was the nineties too. We were obsessed with like rail thin people. Now I'm glad we were just okay with liking whatever we like. Um, exactly. The uh, the last album, the last physical album that I purchased was The Hives, and I can't remember the name of the album. I think it was a black and white album, and that was like uh, two thousand twelve, maybe. Um, I almost bought this album, but then by then everything was just streaming. You just pay nine bucks a month for a streaming service, and it's like you you have a whole library at your hands, and you you don't have to clog your house up with it. Right, and I'm hoping like that service like you know gets rid of ad- well, a lot of people have Spotify and stuff for free, but it comes with a shit ton of ads. Yes, it's and so annoying. You only have a and the problem with the only problem with streaming really is the fact that. It, say a, a person listens to that say they listen to Handy a million times one million times Weird Al is probably going to get a thousand dollars from those million listens a thousand that's fucking terrible I know that's why he's on tour it so is. often and it's hard for him to put albums out but he can't keep touring he's 60 I saw him at the Portland Comic Con and he's got white hair now and he's looking a little tired I know it's like well he's always working he's always doing his thing and he wouldn't make great uh, a lot of appear- I know he made a, a few appearances in a few movies. Oh, and TV shows. He was in a. Oh gosh. Uh, Naked Gun. Wet, no, Wet Hot American Summer. Uh, first day at camp. He came back. He was a uh, in a couple episodes of that. He was a magician, but he was a uh, Falcon in disguise. He was John Hamm's character in disguise. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, well, you no, know, he had his own. Funny. He had his own kids show. I think around 1997 or 98 called The Weird Al Show and it was I believe on Fox Family I could be wrong but I think it was on Fox Family and it was very much in the vein of Pee Wee's Playhouse he had his Weird Al headquarters and he would have his sketches and guests would come in and then he would always have a musician show up and play a couple songs and then he would go do short films and parodies Um, and it only lasted I think 13 episodes it's kind of a bummer because it's actually really entertaining yeah Oh, I'll have to look it up when I get the chance. But I will say, um, mandatory fun. I uh, tacky. I oh god, what a great love video. that video. It's such a wonderful. Oh my video. god, tracking shot. 
uh, Eric Stone Street, Kristen Schaal. Uh, that one lady was on Talk Soup. Margaret, What's her name? Margaret Cho, Aisha Tyler. Aisha Tyler, thank you. And Jack Black. Yeah, it's it's well, Weird Al is now known so much for directing videos because for the longest time he had that one dude, uh, the director UHF. Uh, do all his videos, and then all of a sudden he decided, no more of this, I'm going to do it. And once he did that video I told you where he played it backwards, all of a sudden he became the hottest director around, and he started doing rap videos, he did Hanson videos, he did tons of videos. Um, and wow. I guess if he can't perform anymore, oh, well, no one does music videos anymore, so what am I fucking kidding? No one does music videos. They'll still show up on YouTube. I, I share, I have a co-worker who's 21, and she's very adventurous with discovering new music and she seems to like the music that I like so I always send her music videos to watch and every single one of them is that song was fantastic that video was weird that was fucking weird <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah I, know. I, I just don't think kids are conditioned to the way music videos look like especially in the 80s you know, where they oh, had to be strange you had to get someone's attention with weirdness yes. oh god yes I will say another one of the la- uh, last physical albums I bought Random Access Memories by Daft Punk oh okay okay I remember that one yeah the, um, oh, yes, so nice Aluminum Foil is another one off this that is absolutely phenomenal. Oh, where yeah. It starts off as a cheap, lazy parody. He is spoofing himself in this. Um, he's just talking about Aluminum Foil, and you're like, oh, God, this is so lazy and easy. And all of a sudden, halfway through, it changes. And he starts talking about the Illuminati and using the foil to cover his head from the aliens. <laughs> and it gets creepy, and Pat Walls Wall's like, what's going on? Oh, no. Uh, stop this. Stop this thing now. <laughs> and then Pat also rips off his face, and he's a lizard man. Oh, yeah. no. Word crimes. Oh my god, this has to be uh, part of like you know English classes curriculum. Yes, uh, which is weird things. because this oh, is the only song that actually charted in the top forty. <laughs> well, well uh, Blurred Lines, I guess, was a huge hit, although they totally uh, just stole from Marvin Gaye. So I don't Marvin know. Gaye's I listened to the two backwards. It's not like the way it was at Vanilla Ice, where you just sample it. It just sounds similar. It has that vibe. You start doing that with all songs that sound similar. Um, everybody's gonna be poor, and I just and music's been around for so long. It's the same thing with movies. Lockout got sued because Weird Al, or Weird Al, oh my God, Weird Al didn't. No, yeah, Lockout was based on UHF, and Weird Al sued him. No, it was based on Escape from New York, is what Weird Al uh, did again. John Carpenter said, and he won. And the guys who produced Lockout had to give them a bunch of the box office. And wow. I, I just, I don't, I seen both movies. I have oh, both wait. of them. I don't see them being that close. Oh, oh God! The same thing happened with uh, Tom Petty and Sam Smith. Stay with me was uh like pretty much I won't back down. Like the melodies and the chorus and stuff. Yeah, it was well, that that slowed down. We talked about that in a couple episodes ago. Is when uh, Ray Parker Jr. had to pay Huey Lewis because of I want a new uh, drug. It's sometimes a really close, but I just sometimes I just don't I just let it go. All right, stop it. The music is there's only so many directions you can go with music without repeating a beat. Right. I don't know, Random Access, Random Access Memory was pretty original. That was yeah. fucking awesome. Um, so, <laughs> uh, Sports Song is one of the funniest songs because it's so blatantly rude. <laughs> and he doesn't have songs that are rude. He's like, you suck! We rule! <laughs> pretty much, yeah. That's how it is with sports fandom. My God, it's disgusting. Hooligans, I tell you. Um, trying to remember the... Uh... First World Problems, Tacky, Jackson Park Express. I don't remember Jackson Park Express. Mission Statement was a good one, too. But um, that one, the Mission Statement, I believe, is the one that's about stupid corporate uh, uh, mush-mush 
kind of talking. Um, you know how corporations have that weird way of saying stuff that doesn't really say anything at all, and it's just the same regurgitated crap the other companies say? I hate that. Wow. Yeah, no, definitely, pretty much, yeah. It's just like, oh, well, it's this thing, but with the new, with the new paint job, yes. pretty much. And um, integration. Integration. I hear another fucking mission statement from a company say the word integration. I'm going to some puke. And that's it. That's it, sir. That's that's every album. <laughs> we talked about it for an hour. I can't believe we were even able to do it that short. I really thought we were going to have to go for another half hour and I was going to take a pee break. <laughs> we st- well, we started this together and we were going to finish it together. Oh, we, we knew it was going to be a long, podcast. <laughs> Michael started the podcast. It's so funny. Spoof songs did not start with Weird Al. And they're not going to end with Weird Al. But because of Weird Al, it's become a phenomenon. It's insane how many people oh. do spoofs now. YouTube is filled to the brim with spoof songs. And I'm pretty sure they're all inspired by Weird Al, especially yeah. the, uh, especially my generation. Well, Rainbow Randy. Or Randy Rainbow. I can't remember which one it is. But he clearly is heavily influenced by Weird Al. Oh, God, yes. You can't deny that. I mean, if there was no special thanks to Weird Al, uh, when it, whenever he writes out the credits, I'm like, dude... Why? Yeah. Why would you not do that? How could you leave him out? Well, I, I think about other Either. humorous bands were not really a thing. They might be giants is humorous. Bare Naked Ladies is humorous. Uh, Bowling for Soup, Bloodhound Gang, all these guys owe uh, Weird Al in one way or another. Oh God, yeah. I mean, Bloodhound Gang in particular. <laughs> oh God, do you remember we listened to Bloodhound Gang though? And we were like, oh, oh, fuck, I don't remember these songs. Oh, this is really, oh, God, this didn't hold up very well. I wish I was queer so I could get chicks. Yikes. Arr. (laughs) That one doesn't hold up very well. I mean. You all right? He said it in uh, True Hollywood Stories on The Chappelle Show. He's like, so whoever looked the most like a bitch would be getting all women. Even I had the jerry curls. This is the episode where he talks about playing basketball with Prince, which Prince confirmed. Yeah. Well, and you know what's funny is, do you remember the biography, uh, the Weird Al biography? The, no, behind the music, Weird Al, where it was supposed to be really tragic. But then he's like, yeah, and then I got like a splinter in my finger and it really hurts, so I had to go off stage and have it pulled out. So the, the concert was stopped for a couple minutes. Dun, 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 dun. And on that, he continued. <laughs> the the yeah, irony exactly. is that after that, he really did have a tragedy. The tragedy that he suffered was so insane, so accident. That his parents died because they left the fireplace going. They both fell asleep and the flue shut. So then it filled with smoke and they both suffocated to death. That's fucked up. Oh, man. That is. That's fucking awful. Yeah. Damn, I did not know that. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. And that happened between uh, Alpocalypse and uh, Mandatory Fun. And he took some time off to deal with that. But then he went back on stage and realized that he needed the joy of bringing happiness to his audience and vice versa. And I've heard his shows are amazing. And, I, and he, when I lived in San Luis Obispo, he used to do concerts for free at Cal Poly. I think they were free. Um, oh, wow. With, with Cal Poly, where he graduated from, and, and it's in San Luis Obispo. But I never got to see him because I only lived there for nine months. Um, but I heard his shows are just wild. Like every single song, and I'm only going off what other people said, every single song is a costume change. So I don't know how he's doing oh. this. Are they just jamming freestyle during the middle of these songs while he changes? Or are they playing a music video between songs? Like, do they do a song, get all dressed up, show a music video that they're not going to perform, and then go into another one where he's dressed up? That's the only way I can logically think of how he does a concert. 
Yeah, depending on the costume he'll have to do, because I know he like switched up and changed into fat whenever he performed that one. But um, as far as it go, oh yeah, there was something else he, recently he did. Whenever when uh Weezer covered Africa, oh yes, it I was very Al Yankovic yeah. in the video. And uh, he's really good friends with a band that I absolutely adore, which isn't very popular. They just have a, a small cult following, but it, they, it just won't shake. Is the Aquabats? Uh, he loves to perform with uh, them on stage. He was there for their 20th anniversary and their big charity fundraisers. He'll go on and perform with them. And their sense of humor and trying to be a family-friendly band, um, obviously influenced by Weird Al as well. Oh, definitely. Have you ever heard the Aquabats? Okay. Have you ever seen their show? Yes, I have. Okay. Their show was on Netflix. I watched quite a few episodes. Um, my sister's Christmas gift to me last year was their fundraiser to do a new season. Um, they couldn't raise enough to bring the whole show back, but they were able to do 10 10-minute 10 episodes, which if you put them together, is basically a movie. Uh, they're on the road, and they're having adventures together, and uh, it's a lot of fun. I really, really love Aquabats because they're so sweet without being, like, they're kitty. Like, when they did Yo Gabba Gabba, when Weird Al was on that as well, that one's the more mm. kitty-friendly version of Aquabats, which I, I don't particularly care for, but I get why it has a following. But it's a shame that that cult following never led over to Aquabats. Right. I mean, I didn't appreciate Aquabats as much as you did, but I did see that you appeal to them. Yeah. Oh, I love I love any band that gets up in a costume, like have a uniform look. The Hives, uh, the Phenomenons, um, which do a fantastic ode to Oakland, um, and Neil deGrasse. Yeah. <laughs> And of course, Devo. Devo was like the king of getting up in a costume, or whatever, and, and in front of people, and, and the unified sci-fi dorky stuff. Oh, but when it, oh, but then you have bands like Guar or Lordy. Yeah, like, yeah. Holy shit. Well, you know what's funny about uh, uh, Devo is that um, the lead singer Mark Mothersbaugh, who's now a composer, um, he said that he was so angry with Weird Al because he made a song that was better than anything they ever wrote with Dare to Be Stupid. Because <laughs> Dare to Be <laughs> Dare to Be Stupid. Dare to be Stupid is a spoof of Devo-style songs. And in the biography, he goes, that song is so fucking good. <laughs> Damn it. I, yeah, no, that's pretty freaking crazy and awesome. Uh, but hey, Mark Mothersbaugh did a great job. I mean, shoot, he did Thor Ragnarok. Yes. That was him. Well, he's finally moved up to the big time, which is weird because they're so close to retiring. Devo is on its final tour, everybody. Um, catch them. I think this is their last year because they're now in their 60s. They've lost two of their original band members. They both died. Um, So I think it's time they're going to wrap it up. And and Weird Al can't be going out for much longer. I can't imagine he's going to be around in the 2030s. I mean, he'll be alive, I Mm -hmm. hope, but I'm just saying performing. Yeah, no, of course. He'll definitely be retired and sitting this one out. You know what he should Uh, do? You know what he should do? Uh, Dr. Demento, I think he's retired, is take over Dr. Demento. Call it the Weird Al radio show. And just do an hour-long show every Sunday with parody songs. He should oh, take God, yes, take over the mantle. Do it! It should be done. Weird Al, you are the one who can do. Oh. Your only hope. <laughs> Sorry. Help me, oh, weirdy, yes, exactly. weirdy one. Oh, weirdy one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Sorry, there was something stuck in my throat. I was eating uh, pea crisps. Those like inner peas, uh, uh, pea crisps. Well, from earlier. Don't choke on it. Trader Joe's. Eat it. I'm sorry. Eat it. Eat it. <laughs> Put it in but the toast so and eat it. <laughs> but that's so dry and they got stuck in my throat. It makes I, okay, okay. It makes so um, the snap peas, I bought a variety pack off of Amazon because apparently there's no food left, so I have to order stuff offline. 
Um, mm. I can't believe I had to get up at 7.30 in the fucking morning to get food at Fred Meyer's. Um, and it was still pretty busy. I just ran in, grabbed a bunch of frozen food, and ran the fuck out. Um, and then we went back home and fell asleep. Uh, but I bought some of those <laughs> snap peas, and I got the wasabi. And I gotta tell you, wasabi is playing with fire. I can eat four or five, and I'm like, oh my god, the thrill, the sensation. It's like a mouth orgasm. And then after that, I'm like, oh, too much, too much. Oh, but hey, like, this is Vandross, baby. Never too much, never too much, never too much. At least in my playbook. Do you, do you know how cold it was this morning when I went to the grocery store? Do you want to guess? Cold as ice. Colder than Oksana Bayul. Well, it was so cold, my nipples were hard, and my penis was soft. <laughs> it was 28 degrees, dude. It was so, so cold. So it gave you blue balls. <laughs> yes. It gave me purple balls. <laughs> my balls shrunk up inside of me because they had to stay warm. <laughs> They're like, kidneys, move! We need room! <laughs> I, I reverse-engineered puberty is what happened. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> okay honestly i um again as you said with that radio show yeah no weird al be the be the new larry king don't go into retirement just yet larry king time. did you say fucking larry king i was like oh god larry king I, that no. guy is straight oh. up yeah that guy larry... still is not retired i can't believe yeah, he's, he's sort of retired now. but man he looks like a lizard now <laughs> oh seriously um, I expect people to. I, I, I'm expecting him during the middle of an interview for his time to fly out and grab a fly. Um, on the next cold-blooded people of the earth. Uh, oh, it's V. He just rips open his mouth and shoves a hamster in there. Harvey, no. Um, yeah, you know what's funny is Weird Al could have a talk show. Weird Al could have a talk show, just like his old MTV show where he just interviews people, but he's not really there, and he just does a whole hour of this. Just ridiculous interviews where he's cutting in with what huh what where <laughs> uh, the um oh, no. i can't believe we've gone this long okay everybody it's time for us to wrap it up um hit rewind podcast is uh, the rebirth we rise like a phoenix out of the ashes of all of our other podcasts back in tunes is done uh video night is basically on hiatus comics on infinite earth is done stumbling towards adulthood is done trash cinema is almost done because i work full time and i realize this is insane i can't keep this up so Next Planet Over, Vito Night will have small seasons throughout the year. Maybe do four or five episodes because Andrew's sick of it too. Um, he's got huge art projects he has to tackle. By the way, seriously, check out Jamesco.com. He has some great art. The dude has done work for Weezer, uh, did work for movie posters, uh, just did a big contract for, um, oh damn, I can't remember the company, but he did a bunch of Big Trouble in Little China art. Um, he did trucker hats with Jack Burton on his truck with a little creature hanging on the back or not the little creature but the big creature hanging on the back uh, sweet so he does a lot of pop culture stuff and um, I love the dude He's uh, we got into it a lot like brothers but we love each other and uh, he's got a new adventure so Video Night's kind of gone on hiatus and uh, Jacob this is our thing now man Hit Rewind is uh, these are kind of like just filler we just talk about one subject for the <clears throat> I can't talk one subject for the entire episode but um our next episode is we're finally going into our journey the main focus of what hit rewind is going to be it's going to be a journey through the years of pop culture so the next one we're going to be talking about the comedies of 1980 and my friend john is also going to be helping us we're going to be talking about our favorite albums of 1980 uh video games of 1980 comic book events uh you and i will discuss um 
What else we got? We have uh, animation of each year. So we're going to go through like five or six episodes of 1980, and we jump into 91, 82, 83, and we're just going to go through that. We'll take breaks, of course, and we find something else we want to do all things up. I can't believe I'm talking this fast or this long. Jacob? <laughs> Help me. <laughs> Calm down. Slow down. You're not the Micro Machines guy. It's okay. <laughs> just breathe. John breathe, Machida. my child. Breathe. Um, blur. Just call me Blur. That's my new nickname, Blur. Um, okay, Blur. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, Jacob, we're relaunching everything. Shutting down back at Tunes. Hit Rewind Podcast. Find us on Facebook and uh, sign up there. Uh, subscribe to our show, please. Subscribe to our show. Share it. Uh, we don't ask for money. We just don't. Uh, we both have full-time jobs, and uh, we do this for fun. We do this to entertain ourselves and you because the world is fucking messed up right So, Hit Rewind Podcast is where we're at, and Jacob, uh, send us out before I have my brain implodes. <laughs> All right, everybody, namaste and good luck. And be excellent to each other and party on, dude!